Yo, what up, everybody? It's your boy, the Mustache Messiah, Wes, and this is I Got Next. Yeah! And welcome to another beautiful week and hopefully another great podcast. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Mine was pretty good. I enjoyed myself. But uh, let's skip all that because we don't have time. Today is interview day. Woo, woo, woo. Interview day. Yeah. I have not had an interview in I don't know how many weeks, how many episodes, but I am finally back in my bag trying to do what I do best. And um, we had a special guest. She is a owner of um, a couple hair salons a entrepreneur and amongst many other things. So um, if you guys have any aspirations of being in the hair business or owning your own business, then maybe my guest has some things that you need to hear. So without wasting any more time, let's get right into it. I'm here with a special guest, a very special guest, the boss lady yourself. What's your name, boss lady? My name is Aisa. Aisa, Aisa, not Issa. Miss Aisa, what you do? I am the owner of Curls and have a plethora of other jobs that I do. Oh, plethora, that's a nice word. Spell plethora. P-L-E-T-O, no, T-H-O-R-A. Nope, nope. if this is spelling bee, it was over. Oh yeah, That's lost. okay. That's all right, that's not one of your titles though. No, you other titles. absolutely not. Can we get the whole rundown, can we get the list? Yeah, so I own formerly four, now two, because I combine location hair salons. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a beauty supply owner. Mm-hmm. I am the head of a marketing department for a hair production company. Woo! What's the name? Drop the name. I can't. Okay. I signed an NDA. That's money. Yeah. That is <laughs> more than money. That's power right there. Yeah. Look at that. Big moves. Yeah, I can't tell who you, I work for. You can't talk about who you work for. That means you major. Yeah. <laughs> Or are you on the way to be a major? I am a hair developer for Urban Beauty. What does that mean? Um, that means I tell them what black people like. Perfect. Right. Um, what else do I do? I'm also a platform stylist for Urban Beauty. So at the hair shows, I get on stage and I tell other black people what to do and how to do it. And I use models and celebrities and stuff for that. So like you freestyling hairstyles, basically? Mm-hmm. So they're like, yo. So people come to watch me and learn about it. So how does that work? Is that like, is that like when people battle rap, they put on a beat? It's like battle rap, except I have no competition. No, oh, shit. Facts. Facts. Yeah, and I do it for like eight hours for three days. So what's the, what's, what would be the equivalent of a mic drop in the hair world? Ooh. Is that a roller drop? You just drop one of the rollers? <laughs> Almost. Um... Shoot, in the hair world, the equivalent of a mic drop would be doing a really fine hairstyle, something that someone else hasn't ever done or seen, or something that's so simple, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then some other random old head celebrity stylist comes on stage and, and compliments you in front of everybody. That. That's the, that's the mic drop. Everybody. That's what we live for. It don't make no money. It don't really do nothing, but that's the bragging rights. That's, that's the golden gloves for a hairstylist. Okay. Like, you made it. You made it? You ain't got no money in your pocket. You in debt, but you made it. Oh, man. I need to figure out the podcast <laughs> version of that. Oh, my goodness. And then... Um, How many mic drop moments have you had? Oh, I've had... So far, I've had three. You've had three? I've had three. 
This is Lifetime Achievement Awards? Yes. Hey, check you out. Yes, I cried for one. You're not even 30 and you already got three. I know. How does that work? What are you, what is... I'm, I'm just lucky. You lucky or you working? Both. There we go. Yes, definitely both. My guest is very humble. You guys will soon see that for yourselves, but um, I want to tell you first and foremost, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Wesley. I've known Ice 2 for a long time, guys. Um, since what, like middle school, elementary school? Elementary. Elementary school, right? It used to be round. Pleasantly plump. Yes. Husky. I think more butterball. All right. That's cool. But you were so cute. That's okay. That's cool. All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So for everybody else who knows me, which is, I hope all of you listening know me, but well, actually, you know what? I hope half of you not listening or half of you listening don't know me. That's pretty cool too, because that means I got some sort of influence, but yes. whatever. For the people listening, you guys know I was fat back in the day and um, that's how most people still see me. That's how I see myself still. Really? Yeah. But you're not. I mean, I've lived most of my life. And when we say fat, like, all my friends were athletes. I was also an athlete, so yeah. I'm really, the like, just the so biggest husky one. So husky would technically be the problem. I'm just the I'm biggest one out of all of them. I have no six-pack. I have no definition, none of that. They all look like... Um, At the time. I got none of that still. Oh, I'm just... <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. I got none of that. I just got dad muscles. That's okay. That's, it. That's okay. Dad muscles matter. They do matter. Dad bods matter, too. Dad bods matter. Yeah. Dad bods are high. Yeah, but I still am very proud of you, man. You, Thank you. I won't say come a long way because it's not like you were... Like, Ever at a lower point. Yeah, like right? you were like a crackhead and got your life together. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. no. Okay, so I've been arrested 11 times. Oh, see, you can't do that. <laughs> I say crackhead. You, 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 okay, well, let me tell you the story. There's <laughs> <laughs> <This> one time. <laughs> no, I'm just a horrible driver. Okay. I'm a terrible driver according to Gwinnett County standards. And mm-hmm. also, I went to court one time and didn't snitch. And so I got a felony. Dang, got the felony for not snitching, so you yeah. got hood cred. Uh, you got some street cred? I mean, yeah, but... Did the streets love you when you came home? No. They didn't love you? No one cared. No, no one cared, one right? <laughs> no one cared. You hear that, kids? The streets don't snitch. really love you. The streets don't love you, man, but don't be out there snitching, though. I'll say, Gwinnett County was mad. They didn't snitch. Yeah. Should we be talking about this? Is Gwinnett County going to come get us? No, I was on first offenders. My probation's over now, so I'm good. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Well... You weren't a criminal. No, not technically. Not technically. You're no. just a terrible driver. Right. So from a terrible driver to a businesswoman, <laughs> a terrific mom, Thanks. strong woman all together. I try. No, you're doing good, man. You're doing real good. So how did how did you how how did you make this package happen, man? Like let me like, how did, did this, it start? How did this start out for you? Where did you get into hair? Like did you always just want to be a businesswoman? Did you know hair was your thing? That was your business or so I actually never wanted to do hair. I wanted to be a science teacher. You wanted to be a science teacher? Yeah. Now look, this is, like I said, I've known Isaac too for a while. And uh, if you guys ever called her house phone back in like pff, elementary school, middle school, probably even high school. Yeah. You'd reach the voicemail. What was the voicemail? Of the African family. The African. The family. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love it. But her mom did hair. Yeah. So that's what I would think, you know, maybe 
She fastest braider in Georgia. As from what I heard, yes. that was the fastest braider in Georgia. She is the fastest braider in Georgia. She won one contest in '97. She can do micros in three hours. There you go. See, look. Yeah. I don't um, know what that means, but for you women that are listening, the contest got to be crazy. Yeah, that's a big deal. What's the normal regular time person? period for my, micro braids? About five to six hours, maybe longer. Okay. And that might even be with two or three people working on it. My mom does it by herself in three hours. I would imagine her hands are extremely strong. Yeah. 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 But no, okay, so my mom did hair, and everybody in Africa does hair, so it's like not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I always watched her. I I don't really remember learning. I just always knew how to braid. So when, remember Lil Bow Wow came out and he had braids and stuff? Mm -hmm. My mom's clients would show up with their kids. My mom would be booked, so she's like, no, I can't do your son's hair. But my daughter can braid, she can do it. And And just threw them off to you. Threw them off to me. And so, like, I'm in fourth grade making like $20 a head. And in fourth grade, that's, that's baller. I mean, one. Like, that's money. You're doing $20. That's, you're good for like. I'm good for like the, the whole school rest year. Of school, <laughs> rest of school. Ice cream on me. Ice cream cups, yeah. everything. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. That so, was such a big deal. So give people a little, little highlight to your life real quick. You said uh, in Africa, everybody braids. So, and of course, being black, we're all African-American. But you've got some direct lineage. Yes. Okay. So my mom is Moroccan and Senegalese. And my dad is directly from Senegal. And so they got married there and then figured out how to somehow legally come to the States. And then legally. They gave, legally. <laughs> um, they gave birth to me in Brooklyn, New York. Hey. And then we moved back. We're Brooklyn! We're Brooklyn! <laughs> then we moved back to Africa for about six years. Didn't know you lived in Africa. Yep. That's where those pictures you on the beach is from? Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and um, we moved back to the States in 97 and I came to Lebanon Elementary. And that's where I met you. Yep. And funny thing, I did not speak English all the way till third grade. Really? Yeah. I was just cute and could do math. That's why you were so quiet. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. That I, makes a I didn't get put in Esau because they didn't speak French. They only spoke Spanish. So. <laughs> Figure it out, lady. Right. Just They probably told you, just smile. Just smile. Math is numbers. I learned English right? before my mom did. Well, usually little kids are sponges. Yeah. And they have, you had almost no choice. She could be like grown and kind of figure her way mm-hmm. around the world. And I have a top secret accent that nobody knows about. A top secret accent? I have a top secret accent. So what makes this top secret? Do I have to put in a code? I have to Do be I have mad. have clearance? I have, I have to be yeah. mad as shit. Okay. So that's probably top secret that I don't want yeah, to see. Yeah, no. Okay. I, I can't think of the last time I've ever been that angry. It's been a while. You sound like every person from New Orleans ever. Really? That like... If they live here long enough, accent goes away. Yeah, it's just magical. Yeah, and then it comes out just like magic. Just like unicorn dust. <laughs> Probably. That's what I imagine. Okay, so... So, mom braided hair, everybody braids hair. Everybody braids hair. So, you didn't want to do it. No, I wasn't interested. My mom, to this day, still works at the house. My mom does celebrity hair and still does hair in her garage, watching her African TV shows popping gum over people's heads. Hey man, look. She don't care. Why not? Why, she why don't she, have to. She makes money. Yeah, why should she? She's thinking of a whole different way anyway. If you, yeah. you grew up in Africa, this is, this this is, is cake right now. This, this is, is lovely. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, no one in Africa pays to get their hair done except for tourists. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I guess it's yeah. a necessity, so. Right. We're just here. We're here to do it, and we're going to cash out in America on people. Right. So... What did I end up doing? I did hair on and off through high school and middle school, and that was cool. Made money here and there. Could buy things I wanted. Bought my first digital camera with money. 
That was a big Your deal. Your money, too. Yeah, that was a big deal. Because normally digital cameras came out. Lit. Not, not the one that was on your phone. They were like the real tiny yeah. screens. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. So, I ended up doing a promo team and figured out that I have leadership qualities. Like I can lead people. If I wanted to, I could probably start a prostitution ring and be very successful. You think so? I really think I could. <laughs> These are just, this is hearsay, everybody. Prostitutions. <laughs> I didn't, it's illegal. It's illegal. But let it ever become legal in Georgia. I just might. You might, you might start something. Oh my God. What? And it'd probably look better because you're a woman and they're like, Oh, she's so nice. Mm-hmm. Empowerment. Well, it's just empowerment. It's okay. Facts. That's all they're going to say. So, I did the promo group for three years. What made you want to do a promo group? That's weird. Was that just the, that was the thing to do, I guess, back in the day. It right? was the thing to do. But, what, but you led it, though. People used to just join. So, what happened was, I had an 18th birthday party at Club Caliente, mm-hmm. and I met Freakin Squad. Freakin Squad, I do remember them. That was fun. <laughs> and so, <laughs> for people who don't know, Frequent Squad was a dance promo group who did pretty Ricky type MySpace moves <laughs> on stage in front of children. In front of children? And you didn't know older than like, well, you ate, I was ate. 18, but everyone in the crowd was like 13 through 18. So it was Fun very times. risky. Fun time. Risque. Risque. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I joined the group because they found out I had a dance background. Mm-hmm. And they needed a female leader for their groups. And I was like, sure, I could do it. And they wanted me to do, like, snap dancing and stuff like that. I was like, no, I can dance like y'all. Y'all aren't special. I can grind on people and mm, imitate sex. Oh, stupid. And they were like, well, what's your nickname? And I was like, Ooh, uh... Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I had the lamest nickname. I don't even know where I got it from. I was going by Super Lady on MySpace. This, see, the more and more you're talking, the more, the more, more you remember. The more and more I remember because I do remember oh Super Lady too. And, and I had pink glitter. Yes. <laughs> I had the layouts and everything was great. So they were like, yeah, that's not going to work. That's ass. That's not That's not sexy. At least you didn't do Supergirl. Super Lady was, was a little better. Yeah, I thought it was better. It's better than I Supergirl. Tried. So we talked about how I was going to be a science major and things like that. And we're talking, we're going back and forth trying to figure out a nickname. And... I was studying for something, and it was the grasshopper life cycle. Mm-hmm. And I was looking, and I was like, oh, I could go by nymph. They were like, like nymphomania. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I'm not a sexual addict to the public anyway. There you go. <laughs> I could go by nymph because it means young grasshopper. I'm younger than most of y'all, and I'm a girl. And I mean, a nymph could be considered a fairy, and I'm like, Tinkerbell. I mean, it works, and then it still sounds sexual to the person who's not really that smart. And I was just going to say, like, that is probably typical you. I, half the people could tell me this, and I wouldn't believe that, but I do believe it comes from you. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay. It was completely... I, it I works on so many bases. I played the north side. There you Everyone go. thought my name meant Nympho. If I wanted to be Nympho, it would have been Nympho. Yeah. It was Nymph. Yeah. It was on purpose. And that's a word. That's a word. <laughs> that's a word. You can Google it. That's definitely a word. So, I went by CEO of Nymph for like three years. You know, people still call me that in public. I've heard. I'm somebody's mom. Yeah. I'm two people's ex-wives. Oh, yeah. It's embarrassing. I've been in courthouses and people, hey, Nymph, is that? That is not. No, I own a business. Name, like, bruh. No. I'm somebody's mom. <laughs> Damn, that's. I'm somebody's mom. You can't call me that. <laughs> not not loud. That's not a You got to at least write it down or something. Right. So then I got pregnant. Woo. Let's slow down on that. Don't try to speed past that one. <laughs> to, that's a speed bump. You gotta yes. slow down. 
got pregnant, huh? How did that? What was? How we all know how that happens. I mean, right. Yeah, we all know how sex happens. We all know how that happens. You get a banana, and you get nah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so, so I met Jordan's dad. Jordan's dad is how old were you? I was school? nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Out of high school by then. Yes, yeah, so I was out of high school. I had lost a scholarship to Valdosta, so I was kind of low in life. And you were going to Valdosta for um, biology education okay, to be a science, science teacher. So I lost the scholarship. I met Jordan's dad. He was one of the well, he there's this um, YouTube group called Phil No BP or Broken Equipment Productions. Everybody at Meadow Creek, everybody on Northside, you should know those videos. Broken Equipment Productions, and it's made by two twins. I managed to marry and get knocked up by one of the twins. Boom. And I didn't even know who they were. So they did the like a short bus shawty. Uh, they young did the money. And they did the young money stuff. The dipset cartoon. Dipset cartoon. Yo, the dipset cartoon has got to be one of the more classic. Yes. <laughs> That's got to be one of the most classic uh, YouTube videos. Didn't yeah. they do the one with Lil Wayne rapping yes. too? They did that one too, mm-hmm. right? Yo. They are super, super talented. They're still <laughs> making videos. They're still getting going viral. That's funny. Still. Shout out to them. Um, so I never thought about being like a talent scout. I feel like somehow you always have a knack to find talent. Find people. It just randomly happens. Just randomly. I don't think, I don't believe in coincidences. That's cool. But. Toasty! So yeah, I don't believe in coincidences. That means somehow, some way, you have some sort of power to find people, some sort of magnetism that attracts you, who is success. Mm-hmm. And other people who either are success or have some sort of skills to be successful. Yes. I've seen that since we've known each other. You just somehow gravitate or people like that gravitate towards you as well. It's weird. Yeah. I think it's positive energy vibes. It's definitely positive energy. Yeah. It's all like you're so light bright. It's all your energy. Your light bright energy. I really wish I could get a tan. Nah, it's okay, man. This light bright is cool. There's nothing wrong with that. So now you're a mommy. So now you're a mommy. And past so, that, what happens I, next? I get past my not getting going to Valdosta or whatever, and I enroll in GGC. Okay. And while I'm there getting my degree, I'm on dance team. I end up being captain for three years of the dance team. So more female leadership and such. You will um, also dance talent. See, again, you're just you be, you're glossing over these things. These <laughs> people need to know about you. You're not only good at science. Yeah. You're not only good at leadership qualities. You're not only good at promotions, you're a dancer. I'm, telebra- I'm terrible at algebra, if it counts for anything. Well, hey, who cares about algebra? Mm-hmm. Just, you can go Google that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so dancing, that's also that's part of your life. Because yeah. for a long time, I thought you were going to try to do something with that. When we were like probably middle of high school on, you know, we I seen a lot of... We to that. Okay. I did do something, it's just not publicly promoted. All right, so okay. we'll put a pin in that. Cool. Did dance at GGC. So I did dance at GGC, and so while I was at GGC, the natural wave hit, and everybody shaved their heads and went natural. I remember that wave. Yes. Everybody I was, went natural. As a guy, let me tell you, I've grown since then, but as a man back then... Judgy. The dirty tennis ball age. Goodness, great dirty yes. tennis ball. And it's like, yes. yo, okay, you know, I understand why you guys are doing it. I respect it. But I'm happy. to cut it off. Well, it's not even do you have to cut it all off. Yo, now you gotta brush your hair. 
Facts. But you gotta brush your shit. Just because you're natural doesn't mean you get to look pretty. Yeah, like come on, bro. That's like if you gonna roast me for not brushing my hair, like you can't have the one lip ball. Like mm-hmm. either you get some waves, B, or, <laughs> or wavy. you gotta be wavy somehow. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that was my only thing. But yeah, the natural look came So everybody across. went natural. And so the most racist thing happened. People are like, I see you're African. You can braid, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can uh, braid. Uh, can you braid me real quick? And I was like, sure. <laughs> so the summer before I was supposed to graduate. It's okay. These are black people saying this to you, though. Yes. Yeah, it's black. See, look, the viewers going to be, well, the listeners going to be thinking, like, oh, man, white people. White people going natural. And their damn island braids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are black people saying this. So I made $5,000 in one summer by myself. Jesus. And I was charging, like, 30 to $50 per person. Oh, so that's people coming back quickly. Yes. Well, not everybody. They're telling their friends, yes. friends, I friends, was mamas. Change, and people were business was booming, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I will do hair. And what are you like, twenty twenty one at this point? Twenty two, I think. Twenty two. Yeah. That's when you. That's when you had the the summer. The we're summer. Gonna, we're gonna call that the summer. The summer. Of my yeah, life. the summer of your life. And so. Started doing hair and going to school, and I was like, okay, this is where I'm at school, so I'm getting more and more clientele, and it's building, and it's building, I'm like, all right, it's cool. And then the following summer, I went up on my prices, and I was really starting to make some money. Pay up. Right. We need that. And then I got deported for a week. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? So you so they twenty one savage pretty much. Yeah. Except they were successful. No, yeah. They were successful. They were successful. They they got me out of there in like twenty four hours. What? I was on felony probation for not snitching. Okay. And I went to probation. And my probation officer, because they switched me around a lot because my felony wasn't violent, sexual, drugs, whatever. Mm, Nothing juicy. Terrible driver. Right. Not snitching. Not for driving. Still. Terrible driver. So <laughs> I still I feel like I still have to just say, yeah yes. terrible. <laughs> so I got a new officer every time I went, and when I went, he was like, "Your name is weird." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, okay, okay." <laughs> it's, He's like, "That's not, not German, right?" He was like, "Where are you from?" I was like, "Well, my family's from Senegal." And I started going through the whole spiel of my life and mm-hmm. etc. He was like, "Do you have citizenship there?" And I'm thinking he's asking to be curious and to gain knowledge, not. For legal purposes. Yeah, right. Not to, not to get you. So legally, I have a dual citizenship. Okay. So when he asked. So you can vote over there if you wanted to. I can vote over there if I wanted to. Cool. So I was like, yeah, I have citizenship there. He slapped the cups on me so fast. Got you. He was like, you can't be a, a alien in this in this country and commit a felony and stay here. I was like, wait, what? No, wait, wait. No, I was born in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, stop. I have, wait. I've got citizenship here, too. Right here. And he was like, no, don't try to lie now. I, I got deported in 24 hours because I couldn't produce my birth certificate or my passport. Nobody could find my passport, even though when I got home, I found it. And then my birth certificate is <laughs> from New York. And New York is still damn near oh, on paper yeah. and pencil, so it takes at least yeah. a week. If you're important to get your birth certificate. We don't live in Brooklyn. No. We live in Winnet. That's tough. Yeah. It was horrible. Damn, so they got you up out of there in a week. How did they get you up out of there? Just send you on a plane? Send you on yeah, a boat? Yeah, just send me on a plane first place. Okay. First class. First, first class? Well, they didn't have any other seats. What? Yeah. So, like, my grandma picked me up. She was like, who are these white men? <laughs> I was like, nobody, grandma. Aren't you glad to see me? So, they had to make sure you got on that plane. I had to get on the plane and someone had to come pick me up. Oh. And she was like, but 
why are you here? Yeah, you don't live here. What you don't live here. here. And I'm like, grandma, just come on. It's cool. Don't worry about that. I'm here. It's like, well, how long are you here for? What did your, you your mom say? My mom did not believe it. She didn't believe you. She didn't believe it. Because my mom was yeah. born there. I was born in New York. Yeah, I mean, that's and what she's I'm saying. Been, she's like, never been deported. She knows, like, hold on, I had my kid in my America. Like, what's going and on? And there here? was nothing that could be done. That is... So, of course, they had to pay for me to come back. And that guy got fired. America had to pay for you to come back. They had to okay, pay for me cool. to come back. And they offered for me to do a lawsuit. And my greater Juju Energy, which I kind of read now, said, nah, he already lost his job. He already <sighs> got humiliated. I'm not going to press charges. <sighs> He was just doing his job. Just did you're, it really racistly. You're a better person than most. I think than like ninety nine point nine percent. Man, what? <laughs> because I don't even need to know. I don't need to know. I don't even need to know any details of that. Yeah. But I'm sure that's money. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the outcome is dollar bills. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be. But I know the ticket each way was like three thousand. So I was like, I already lost six thousand dollars, and I know he got fired. And- Hopefully See, not that's not even in my head. I'm just like, yo, okay, they lost $6,000. So that means, okay, I can still probably get about $6 million. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm probably still get six M's out of these guys. Probably yeah. going to be like four M's after taxes. Or right, I got I to gotta move because these guys are like, If I had done it, my life would probably be so much more different. So much more different. But you wouldn't be. I mean, I wouldn't be me. You wouldn't be you. You might right. be worse off. Yeah. Spiritually, karma wise, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I feel like I would have like I would have ended up with a whole bunch of tax debt like Lauren Hill or something. Oh boy, no Lauren Hill just gonna come she just gets scheduled for concerts and don't show up. That's why she got debt. Yeah, she got bad juju. She got real bad juju. Okay, so when I come back, um I end up having to go back to the probation office. Because mm-hmm. of course I'm not off probation, he just got fired. So while I'm sitting there, there's a lady there who um got an assault charge for cutting someone's hair. And because she didn't have a license, she wasn't covered. What? By, she wasn't covered by the state. So the haircut must have sucked. Basically, the haircut sucked, and the lady didn't like it, so she filed an assault. Charge. Okay, all right, yeah, ladies really out much. there. And the customer <laughs> is always right, especially in the court system. You guys hear that, right? You don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, if your stylist you doesn't have sue. a license, you can sue. Okay. And you can get them. And that that for me was like a super like sign and wake up. I was like, ooh. While you're already dealing with jail stuff. I'm already like, you know doing what? a whole lot right now. Yeah. Let me, I need to go to hair school. Mm. Go ahead and get my license. Let's get legit. So what's what what what's what's hair school? It's not like going to GGC or Absolutely UGA not. or Georgia State. What what's the process with that? For hair school, you're in this area called Priestmont's like beginners class for mm-hmm. 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. You learn terms, you learn how things happen, you learn the many uses of a comb. Mm. Right. A regular comb. Single There's comb. many different types of combs. Okay. You have to identify them. I know comb and hot comb. They're, we're not even going to go there. Let me combs. get. No, stop. Top five favorite combs. Go. Comb. Hey, yeah. Oh, dang it. That was a ringtone. I thought yeah. I was going to keep going. Um, there is a rat tail comb. There is a bone comb. There is a pick. There is a, oh, a, a denim brush, is a type of comb, but they call it a brush. Um, there's also a cutting comb for barbers that has the measurements on the side of how many inches there are and everything. What is your most frequently used comb? Oh, I love my barber comb. I love showing clients exactly how much I'm going to trim off the hair. Because the big stigma is if you go to the hairstylist and they trim you, that you're going to come back bald headed. And if I just go ahead and show you exactly how much it's going to come off, then shit, 
Now you know. Now you know. Don't you can't. Me. Exactly. I showed you, and then I'll even take pictures. Like, see this line where your hair is real fucked up? Gotta cut it. Gotta cut that. You agree? All right, cool. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. We're on it. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've learned the vast amount of combs, <laughs> what else do we do here in hair? So school? then you cross over. That's what it's called, and they let you go into the salon floor where you basically become a hair slave. So it's like internship. Sure. Hair, hair, hair internship. Sure. Okay. So you go on the salon floor. The school charges people ten dollars to get their hair done. They mm-hmm. come in, they get their hair done by y'all. It's masses and masses and masses of people. You turn no profit, and you pay the school twenty thousand dollars to get your education and a license. So basically, the school owns a shop. Yep. You learn how to work in that shop. Mm-hmm. You work in that shop mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. Not for you free. Pay them you to pay work them in that to shop. work in that shop. Yes. $20,000 in one year. One year. Mm-hmm. So after one year and $20,000 later, now you can... You are legally taught how to get a license. You still have to go take the test to go get it. <coughs> and pay for your license and pay for the testing. Okay. And even then, you still don't have a job. Okay, so. But you have to come with all this magical money. Let's figure this out. Let's, that's why I was just about to say, let's add this up here. So... One year, $20,000. Yes, praise the Lord Slave labor. for student loans. Okay. That works. So we got that. Yes. You do your program. Mm-hmm. Now you have to take said test mm-hmm. and get said license. Right. So you have to pay for test, mm-hmm. pay for license. Mm-hmm. And, and still then, maintain your home and your child and your husband and everything while you're in school from man. 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So how does that work? You said student loans. How does that work? Is it like... Like regular financial aid. Right, right. So you can use like regular financial aid. Yeah, but the refund checks are trash. Okay. Yeah, because they use a lot of it in one year, so you don't get it. Like but you can, you don't have to pay for this out of pocket. Not if you, you don't want to. Okay. Now eventually. Well, that's the, eventually you have to pay this. This is not yeah. like school, regular right. school. Yeah, you have to pay this like mm-hmm. quickly, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty good. All right. So now license, somebody sued, they can't. Right. You're good now. One more thing. So the thing is, while I was in school, my significant other at the Hair time, yes, yes, was a stay-at-home dad still. Okay. Because the amount of money he would have make getting a job to put my son in daycare didn't make any sense. What do you mean didn't make any sense? He would have gotten a minimum wage job to pay for my son to go to daycare, just to take okay. the money from his check to pay for the daycare and have nothing else after. Which he was already supplying at home. Right. Might as well just stay home. Okay. So what I had to do was get up at 6 a.m., mm-hmm. do a client, mm-hmm. be done by 9, go to school, get out of school at 4, have a client at 5, 7, and 9. And I did that every day for a year. Tough. I had to do the math. I had to figure out how to pay a car note, the insurance, the rent, the utilities, groceries, everything, and still go to school. And I figured out I had to make at least 150 a day. No matter what it was, how it happened, it had to be at least 150 a day. And this is every day for seven days? Every day for seven days a week six or six days. Six days a week. I did seven. Okay. But it had to be just to be sure. Financially that stable. Okay. Yeah. I did that for a year. So six days a week pretty much. Yeah, and that's where I got most of my work work ethic. Right there. Yeah. Kinda like out of necessity. Had to. That's where it comes from sometimes. Either that you either you either fall or you don't fall. Exactly. So you didn't fall, you flew. Facts. Got your Tough year out the way, you know what I mean? I guess that was your grind Ooh. outside of the schooling. Mm-hmm. So I got my license. I immediately signed up for school again because I wasn't trying to pay salary back at all. 
more hair school? No, I went to go oh. finish my teaching degree. Okay. And then I started a marketing management degree afterwards, like the next semester. Really? Mm-hmm. And so that's where the business starts to come from. Yes. So the funny thing about that is, so I graduated hair school in August. Mm-hmm. I started back regular school in August. I started my marketing management program in January. I opened my first shop that January. The reason I chose a shop over having a suite or a booth was because if I rented a booth, mm-hmm. per se. In someone else's shop. In someone else's shop, I would be paying between 400 to 600 a month to them. Mm-hmm. Just to have my own little section. Set, section, right? If I got a suite, I would be paying upwards of six hundred to a thousand a month. What's the suite? What's the what's that? A suite is basically you get your own room to yourself with a door and a lock and everything. But it's still somebody else's shop. It's still somebody else's shop. Okay, just more private, like you can, just more private. You can kind of get lit in your suite. Oh yeah, we in ISIS suite. You can really do what you want. Okay, but you're still paying rent. So it's like renting a house or or, or apartment or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I could do that, or I could get my own shop. Mm-hmm. Which was my first shop was seven hundred and fifty dollars, and I could hire five to six people to work with me. This was a month. A month. It's pretty sweet. Right. Of course, utilities and such I'd be yeah. responsible for, it. and if anything happens, it's my responsibility. But I mean, shit. You know, it's if like, I get it's like other, a home. right, if I get other people to work with me, why can't we have our own space where we don't have to be dictated by anybody other than me? And so that was your, <laughs> you made sure you had this idea, I'm going to be in control of not only my lives, but, mm-hmm. you know, helping put other people on. Exactly. Which is a good thing about you. Because sometimes people, you know, they figure themselves out, they figure out what they want to do in life. They go and do it, but. It doesn't involve anybody else. It involves, and I, you know, you don't necessarily have to involve anybody else because it's your life. True. But I think you saw the value of other people very early on. Mm-hmm. So, I see the value of people who don't see them themselves. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. So continue. So how does you get your first shop? I opened my first shop. And how then, many people you had working for you at that time? Um on opening day, I had seven people promise to come work for me. <laughs> okay. One showed up. One showed up on opening day. Yeah, so it's just me and this one person for six months. And I can imagine even your first shop, your opening day, just from your time as a party promoter, it was very school, lit. It was a lot. I can of imagine it was it was lit. A lot, you know, a bunch of people. And for some reason, I thought that I was a contractor and a plumber. I found out I wasn't. Ah, yes. So on the first day of opening, <laughs> that's actual skill, right? <laughs> yes. A lot of my friends came. They helped me put up mirrors and helped me out with plumbing. And mm-hmm. hope, it was it was it was a very family affair. It was really nice. So you really kept a lot of things in the house. Yeah, I kept a lot of things in the house. I was very very lucky and blessed. It cost me. Roughly five thousand dollars to open my first shop. That's amazing. Yeah. So you avoid costs by kind of outreaching, outsourcing people that you do know. Yep, and using my tax money. Using your tax money. Having a kid. Jackson, gotta use that. Because <laughs> people do the wrong things with their tax money all the time. Go get some Balenciagas. You know, I thought about it. Go get some. Year. Go get some Fendi. I kind of want a ratchet chain with my name on it. Like the the old school. Yeah. Just the, yes. the gold plated. Yes. Or you can just go get a grill. Or I mean, both. I thought about that. Now look, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. That grill is, that's like, I mean, I'm going to get one soon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, just, I don't care what, how old I am. I don't, I don't want one forever. really sexy about a grill. I don't even care it's about that. It's just really ratchet. I can look ugly with the grill. I can look terrible. I want it. I know. It's just been something I wanted. Like, I think it's because girls came out when we were kids. Yeah. And so, like, it was like the epitome of rapper famous I gotta money. Have it. I gotta have it. 
Yeah. I gotta have that grill. I don't know why. I've never I had know. a chain and I've never had a grill. And I think, like, I know in my mind they really mean nothing. Means but nothing. In, but in my soul, I need I it. Need it. I just, just to make that one grill face, you just stick out your bottom teeth, mm-hmm. like bubble before you look down. Yeah, yep. exactly. That's all yep, I really yep, want. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so opens first shot, and then um, the shot did really well after a year. It was okay. really, really popping, and I thought that that was gonna be my one shot forever and ever, and I never planned to do anything else. But reality sets it. No. Life happens. Kind of. People started beating me over the head with money. What do you mean, like, hey, look, we want you to have more. St- more yeah, stuff, more stuff. Like, hey, I have Do money. For me. Yeah, they're like, I have money. I want you to open things. Here, open this. All right. Ah. Uh, I guess, sure. I mean, they waving that money in your face. Yeah. How old are you at this point, first shot? I am 25. 25. 25 is not 30. No, it's As not. much as we think it is. So, not only are you young, you still got some things to learn. Make right. a bunch of money at 25. A whole lot of money at 25. Okay. 26, I'll put my second shot. Boom. Oh, boy. Ice is rolling. Right. Um, at the time that I opened my second shop, I'm starting to gain popularity, but more so with companies and underground behind the scenes popularity. So, um, the company Urban Beauty saw that I did a product photo shoot for another smaller company called Deja Vu, and I helped them develop some hair that had got really popular really quickly. I just stumbled into that. How are you finding these little things to get your stuff out there? Just random and just random. Pop up? Because I'm a hairstylist, I need to buy hair. Sometimes I have to go buy hair from the manufacturer if they're mm-hmm. not at the beauty supply store because my clients need their hair. Immediately. It's not a game. Yeah. So I go in there and they're like, oh, you're black. What's this? Do you know about this? What's this? How do we make this? What is this? See, it's not just... Everything you're telling me right now, it's not just that you're black. All these, all these questions I'm asking you, they all lead to your personality. Because they could just... I'm pretty sure plenty of black people come Probably in there. Probably came in there. They're all like, the time. Nah, we're not going to ask, ask them. We're not going to ask them. It's something about that vibe, man. You mm-hmm. come in with a smile. You give them... You come in consistently, probably, I'm sure. Yeah, you spending money. And like you said, you're not a dick. Yeah. So a dick. that's probably another thing that helped you. That's maybe why they asked you and not somebody else. Right. So, okay, actually, what's this? What's this? Tell me this. Tell me right. so what's this. I did it for one company, and it was great. It was for Crochet Marley Hair, which was a big deal at that time. So then another company, Pete, that I had did it. And so they asked me, could I do it for them? But they were a much bigger company. So instead of putting one product in front of me, they put like seven. So you're like me. the Sprint guy. Yes. The guy who went from, what is it, Verizon Sprint? Oh, my God, yes. You're him. Okay, boom, perfect. Yes. Pay me more money, I'll do it. Pay me more money. So I started doing product development for them and doing surveys for them. And they were like, there were other girls who were in competition with me for it. Mm -hmm. And they would have us on panels. And the difference between me and them were they would see the hair. And to them, they saw the opportunity of free hair. So they're like, oh, I love this. Can I take this home with me? Oh, this is pretty. I like this. If y'all did it this color, I would use it on my clients. Can I get it? My response to everything was, that's trash. That's trash. That is moldy once it gets to the client. It molds in the package. Can y'all do something about that? Ah. That's nasty when you dip it in hot water, it smells. And see, these are things that you actually know. That I knew because of doing hair. And two, I didn't care about getting the product for free. I need them to fix it so I can use it when I buy it. So it can be good product. So it can be good product. I basically helped turn most of the company all the way around. Instead of buying crappy things, now it's like, and I mean, honestly, if you don't know, you don't know who your client really is. You don't right. know black people. You're selling to black people, they're buying it, but yeah. you don't know them. It's just Koreans. They just, don't know. Yeah, they don't know. They don't, it's not the same here. So you come in there and be like, hey, look, this, this, and this, 
got to go. Yeah. You're killing their hair. Mm-hmm. And you implement some new products. Right. Okay. So I ended up having a working relationship with them for like four years. Nice. Right. Um, so let's see. We did 25 a shop, 26 a shop. I opened the shop at 27 in downtown Norcross. That was actually gifted to me by another stylist who did it. She just didn't want it anymore. And I was very gracious and humble for who gives away a shop. How did you know her? Is this through the hair business? Um, or she was. She came to work for me. She's a more advanced and senior stylist. I looked. I look up to her a bit. And um, she had opened. And she came to work for you. Well, this is what happened. She had her own shop, and mm-hmm. I had a shop. And then that shop was having a lot of construction issues. Okay. And um, she came to work in my shop, and I, the same amount that she was paying me to work in my shop was the same amount she was paying for rent. So it's like, if you're gonna pick somewhere sturdy, you're gonna pick where you have to do the most mm-hmm. she's like well, i'm just gonna get the keys back and i asked her i'm like let me get the keys let me see those i'll do something i'll do something with i don't that. care okay i already got one shot we can make this the ultimate shot right so i made that a corporate office it was that was no this that was that, that was would be three shot. that would be three yes yeah, that's the third shot so i was going to make it just a space for me for my office so i could do interviews we could have company meetings etc it worked out really really well but then I got offered a marketing job to be a head of the department in Savannah. Oh, wow. Like, the head of, the, of the, what department now? Where is this? Um, head of a marketing distributor, and I can't disclose the name. So More NDA. More NDA. Okay. Yes. This is the same NDA from earlier? Yes. Okay, cool. Bet. So I'm down there, and I'm working. I'm like, I'm not doing hair as much, but I'm getting a paycheck, but this shop is still here. And so I started to hire people to work there. Kind of didn't really work out because people... Who work at my shops tend to come to want to work with me mm-hmm. rather than for me. Yeah, you're the experience. I'm the experience. You're selling yourself. Right. So with me not being there, it didn't really work out as well as I wanted it to. You're like, oh damn, where's Isa? Oh, she's not in. Oh, okay. Right. I'll come back later. Right. So that was happening, and then also Sugarloaf, um, my second location, I ended up having to close. What happened with that? It was way too expensive. Okay. Mm-hmm. The rent was about two thousand dollars. Every month, we would count pennies to get all the way to like 2000 maybe 2500 mm-hmm. And then in the summer, the electric bill would be 800 Sheesh. And we kept that up for a year and a half. And we kept that shop popping and filled. And no matter what we did, it was always in that range of money. Mm-hmm. So I talked to the landlord. He wasn't really trying to budge. He wasn't trying to work with us. I was like, fair enough. Talk to a lawyer about it. He said, go ahead, get out before he kicks you out. Yeah. Before it gets bad. Yeah, before it's negative energy whatever so we got we got out of dodge so now we're down to two shops okay but you're not in any debt or anything like I'm that i'm not in any debt all right so we're good right down to two shops i'm in savannah landlord for the new corporate office goes ballistic on me because somebody gave me the shop i never got an official lease from him hmm. which is something i've learned you have to have a lease i've never had a situation where a landlord didn't want to give me a lease the no. landlord didn't want to give me a lease He's like, I didn't agree to do business with you. Why do I need to give you a lease? I was like, you don't give me a lease. I'm not paying for November. You Straight need up. to give me a lease. You need some sort of documentation. Here. Something. Because I've been paying him since, at this point, since August. And we're in October. I need a lease. Yeah. And he was like, no, and I'm going to lock the doors. You can't lock the doors. That's illegal. I've received mail here. If I were living here, yeah, it doesn't you work. can't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. And I called the North Cross Police Department. They're like, no, he can't lock you out. He has to file an eviction. I was like, oh, okay, fair. Thank you. That idiot locked the doors. Of course, illegal. He locked it. 
And so I had to call the Norcross Police Department. We had to legally break in. <laughs> and I had to gather my belongings and get out. Because I was like, this is so... That's not going to work. This is so much. It was so much. I was like, "Why? I'm paying you money. Just give me a lease. Some people are just assholes. Or maybe just don't like black hair salons. Or that that's the vibe you're feeling? Right. It happens a lot. A lot of plazas have turned me down because they're like, oh, what type of hair do you do? And I'm like, natural hair. And they're like, for African Americans? I'm like, yeah. Magically don't answer the phone anymore. What do you, what do you, what it's happened countless times. What's up with that? What do you think the, the cause they, of that is? A lot of black shops close fast. We open in January with our tax money and we close by August for the slow season ends. So you think that they're thinking it's strictly a business maneuver? Like, yeah. it's like, okay, we don't need somebody coming up here. Bought up a shop and then right back out there six yep. months lowering the property value. Exactly. Okay. And it happens all the time. So so they're actually coming from a place of... They're coming from a place of knowledge. Of knowledge. It's, it's very like, true. Okay. So it's I, not all the way messed up what they're doing. No. It's a, it's down to a science. People open up with their tax money. They get through the, the good season with the summer and everyone going on vacation and doing their stuff. August is like the last surge where everybody goes back to school. Mm-hmm. But then everybody goes back to school. Everybody spent all their money on the, on going back to school and what they did for the summer. So September, October, November, you only see people for holidays. So that would be just like one week out the month instead of the whole month. Ah, so if you're not smart with your money, you will lose your shop. So for all the girls who want to do hair, maybe open up a shop. You got January is when you need to be opening your shop. January and February. January and February. So you catch taxes, you catch um, school refund checks, you catch spring breakers, you catch prom, you catch Mother's Day, and so on and so forth. And if you save your money right, you will make it through the slow season. Okay. Because I never, I don't have a shop, but I never thought about a slow season. I do know that girls don't get their hair done all the time, but I'm like, well, there's a lot of girls. Yeah. You know, and girls like to change their hairstyles. Mm-hmm. But there is a slow season when there people are off doing season. other shit. Yeah, or okay. saving their money for other things. Okay, so I guess around like Christmas. Like on Black Friday, do you want to spend your money on weed or do you want to spend it on that new TV? Yeah, TV looking good. Right. I can go look at somebody else's weed on TV. Exactly. Especially okay. since it's cold outside. No one's going outside. You're right. Why does your hair need to be done? You're right. So let me ask you this. I, a little aside from the story real quick. Speaking of weave, I've seen a big thing now. It's not really weave, it's wigs. Has that affected your business at all? It has affected my business. So the way you get around that or deal with it as a business owner is you got to stay current. So all the stylists who were stylists when we were growing up did mm-hmm. a lot of relaxers. Mm-hmm. Those stylists who haven't adapted. Tell, tell, tell the non-black listeners what a relaxer is. A relaxer is when you get your hair chemically straightened. It is not the same as a perm, which is technically, even though we've called it a perm for so many years, it's when you put a roller set in your hair and get it chemically curled. So that's usually what people say when they need a relaxer. They get they get a perm. Right. It's really to curl their hair. It's really to us. curl their hair. Perm. Okay, so for black people, usually we get a relaxer. A relaxer to straighten it out. Yes. Okay. So cool. relaxers were real popping in the late '90s and the early 2000s, and so a lot of stylists specialized in strictly relaxers. Okay. So then, when everybody started to move towards weaves and braids and crochet. They were left behind because they didn't want to adapt. They thought it was just a trend. And it ended up being for like a decade and some change. Yeah, out of business. Out of business. All right. So all those types of shops closed down. And then here come all the weave shops. Okay. But weaves are starting to slowly go out. As I've seen, that and natural hairstyle thing mm-hmm. kind of really exactly. killed that off. So people who are natural can't always wear out their natural hair or don't necessarily want to. They need to cover their hair. You can't have weave out and have a natural sewing. So you need a wig. 
you need to put all of your hair away and put something on your hair to give you a moment of quote unquote aesthetic prettiness. Mm-hmm. That's so where wigs came in. version of prettiness. Mm-hmm. So where do you come in? With natural hair? With the wigs. Oh, with the wigs. Um, I'm able to supply them. I know how to put them on if you go purchase them. I can refer you to people who are great at making them. I don't per se make wigs. But, but have, I have an army of Korean people who will make whatever I tell them to. Okay. So you've put yourself in the wig game. Is yes. really what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Because I've noticed that, like I said, there's a lot of girls wearing wigs. I thought it was just different hairstyles. But I'm like, okay, there's no way your hair can be like no, this. No, like that's their wig. It gets longer and shorter too, too much. And you mm-hmm. say this is not weave, so it has to be a wig. It's a wig. And you don't, are you, are you going to make wigs? You, are you just... I have no desire to make no wigs. No desire? Now, do I know how to? Yes. If the hair economy says, I used to, this is what you got to do to be relevant, it is what it is. I'm making wigs. Okay. But for now, you're going to just let for those now, people... For now, yeah. And kind of I just let them shine. I refer my friends to people that I know who got it. Like T-Doll. She is amazing. She makes great wigs. Shouts out to T-Doll? T-Doll or Slave by Tiff on Instagram. T-Doll or Slave by Tiff? Yes. Go get your wigs. Excellent wigs. Okay. So let's get back to, to the Chronicle of Ison. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? You All right, so got rid of the Sugarloaf shop. I've down, down the Sugarloaf shop, closed the Norcross shop. I'm in Savannah. Um, for family reasons, I need to move back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. As soon as I move back, I get offered the hair editorial consultant position for Hype Hair Magazine. Hype Hair got bought out by um, a company by Urban Beauty. And they put someone that I knew in charge. Her name was Jessica, and I do Jessica's hair. Jessica is our editor-in-chief. This is how you get linked up. This is how you get linked You're up. You're doing the editor-in-chief's hair. Yes. So How long? How long have you done her? Um, I'm not even long. Not even long? Not long. There, that's why I asked. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I wonder why she had, asked you to do it. Okay, so we were randomly talking, and she was like, Addison, what skill set do you have? Like, what random talents do you have that no one knows about? I'm curious. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I dance, um, I speak four languages, um, I... Four languages, let's go. Wallaf, Arabic, French, and English. Just four languages. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, one time when I was 16, I wrote into a sex story contest for Cosmo Magazine. And I did it anonymously because I knew I was 16 and you had to be at least 21. And I won. <laughs> and my story was featured in the magazine. <laughs> was this a real story or did you uh... No no it was it was a it was, it, a, it it was, was something story. that happened to me. It was it was a sex story that I wrote. It was really great. Was this it was fabricated? Yeah, it was completely fabricated. Okay. I wouldn't do a shit since it's minding my business. People okay. thought I was a thought. I wasn't not yet. Not yet. At like seventeen <laughs> I was. Not at sixteen. Sixteen you got me too. Sixteen early. I was. I was still little. <laughs> I still have a B card in my hand. There you go. It was at the fingertips, though. Oh. <laughs> it was almost oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I give it back. I give it back. Right. I want to keep it. <laughs> so I told her that. And she's like, you can write. I was like, I mean, I have diaries. I have, I've written a diary every year since the seventh grade. I remember you having a digital diary. Oh, that was bad. That was a terrible idea. That was a horrible idea. I remember that. Yeah, I had to get rid of that. But, um, yeah, I had diaries all the way back to some grade all in my garage. And she was like, you write, write. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. She was like, all right, well, I'm going to send you a couple topics and write some stuff for me. Tell me. Tell me what you got. Tell me what you got. Most like, people who speak well can write pretty well, too. I right. So she gave me all these topics randomly over Christmas break. 
She didn't think she was going to get it back till New Year's. I sent it back the same day. Two and three page essays. And double thought, space. Yeah. No, single space. Single space? Single space. Okay. I didn't write. All right. I see you, girl. Right. So a lot of them got featured in the first article, which came out last month. And I was like, so what's my job title? Where can people find that, by the way? Hype Care Magazine. Um, it's sold in grocery stores, and there's a digital version online. They can look up Hype Care on Instagram to see where they can find it locally. Can I just Google Hype Care Magazine? That works. Okay, cool. Yeah. But if you want to see what they got going on on Hype Care on Instagram. Yes. Cool. Right. So two of my two or three of my articles got featured, and then they also used me to do the photo shoots. So I did the hair for the photo shoots in the magazine. Um, I also read over and edited a lot of material in there because my job, besides writing articles, my boss for the magazine doesn't actually do hair. Okay. So if she were to feature something in the magazine or have someone else write an article, she has no idea if it's factual or hair correct per se. Mm. So my job is to read over everything and make sure, okay, yeah, that's how you say that. Or no, there's a better term for that. Or no, that product's trash. Let's use this one instead. Things like that. You're like the person in the president's ear making them look good. Yes. Okay. So you're the fixer. I like that job. I used to the fixer. I'm the Olivia Pope of hair. I don't know that reference. I've heard Olivia Pope's name. Oh, man. I would say go watch Scandal, but you don't have that kind of time. I don't have that kind of patience. Basically, Olivia Pope was behind the scenes. Is that Carrie Washington? Yes. Okay. She was the fixer. Okay. That was her job. There we go. She was the undercover fixer. So sometimes she got a good name for it. And sometimes she got a bad name for it. Sometimes she would hide dead bodies and rig elections. And sometimes she would convince people to take money and go away and go be peaceful and happy somewhere. Which Olivia Pope are you? Both. Oh. Yeah, because in the hair industry, sometimes clients don't necessarily know what's best for them. So you got to make sure. So you have, sometimes you got to kind of steer me open. Yeah, girl, we're doing this for you. And it's really for them long term, but not right now. Not right now. Yeah. Okay. Like but I, it's going to help. It's going to help. Eventually. Like I had to tell some clients, nah, girl, this this is the style that you should get. It really wasn't the style they should get, but it was the style they should get for that moment so their edges could grow back. Ah, okay. Right. Like they if had you so don't need the style, options. lady, you're going to look terrible later. Right. Okay. Things like that. All right. So you're you're like the, the, the hero that got the needs? I try. <laughs> okay. I do try. So you're Batman and Two-Face at the same time? Facts. Okay. Right. Cool. All right. So now we're to four shops. So... I'm in my one shop and I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe the original plan of just sitting still and having one shop is the plan I should have originally went with. I should have minded my business and been calm. Maybe I'll finally sit down and like expand my family because I want a whole bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. I'll do that now since I'm sitting in one space. I just graduated. I I have all my sitting position type jobs. Like I can relax. Mm -hmm. And then I was on Facebook one day looking for shop material so I could upgrade my shop when I get my taxes. And I found a shop in Duluth that I knew that a friend of mine had recently owned. Boom. And I was like, oh, why is he selling all his belongings? So I hit up the contact for the salon and it wasn't him. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I was like, so what happened? He's like, well, we closed down the shop. And I was like, well, do you still have everything in there? He was like, yeah. I was like, well, I can't buy everything. That's not why I'm calling you. I don't have that kind of money. (laughs) But if you give me 30 days in that shop, Mm -hmm. I can make sure the rent's paid and you turn a profit within six months. Oh, so you... (laughs) That sounds like a real old school move. Like, hey, buddy, I can't do it right now, but give me a chance and I'll show you. Give me a chance and I'll show you. And literally, he was like, all right, cool. If you can do it in 30 days, let's do it. I was like, cool. 
And this guy doesn't know you. He doesn't know this is the this, this is the landlord person. Yeah, he probably at the most may have asked around Gwinnett about me. Again, it's going back every time to what? Ice has a good personality. Yeah. What are you learning, listeners? Keep your face card in these streets good. Yeah. Don't be no jerk. Don't be no asshole to people. And good things are probably happening to you. I'll say the most that's on my face card is hoism. And I mean, so. Who's the landlord? Was the guy? Yeah. Boom! <laughs> Guys love hoes. They go to strip clubs all the time. They do love They go, love especially they think you're a hoe. They're like, oh, you a hoe? I could probably hit. What? Come on. And I'm probably the hardest hit. There you people. go. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. think they can hit in their head, but it's like, yeah, boy, okay, go ahead. Right. Give me all these things. Right. And so, it's over with for you. <laughs> so, we're in our second day of opening the shop, and the shop is booming. We're fully staffed. We've serviced 20 people already. We were completely booked for our first Saturday, so Sunday should be interesting. There we go. Yeah, and we're here now. We're current. And we're here in Duluth. Yes. Sugarloaf. Not Sugarloaf, no, but Duluth. We're off of Duluth. Duluth Highway by downtown Duluth. There we go. They put... I think $75 million into the hands of city of Duluth so that they could upbuild the area. And we're catching it right at the beginning. So we'll be here for a while. It's going to look nice. It's going to be great. It's going to be really They're going to build me a Chipotle next door. So excited. Oh, so you'll have Chipotle. See, you guys, you hear what kind of area that is. Chipotle, that means a good area. Thanks. Come get your hair done in a nice area. Again, Curls Hair Salon in Duluth. Yes. Come get your hair did. So what's the prices looking like, man? Come on, what you got? What you got? What, what are you offering for the people? So we try to stay reasonable, mm-hmm. especially me personally. So I feel like you can't control how long your hair is, right? It either grows long or it doesn't, or it's short or it's long, whatever. So for locks and silk presses, we start at thirty-five. Okay. No matter what length your hair is, a lot of shops will charge by length. If your hair is super duper long, they're like, oh, it's going to be an extra twenty-five dollars. No, it's not. Okay, keeping your your standard price. It's hair. Now, if you get a deep condition, every little add-on you do, it's an extra $10. Okay. You have a choice. It's not an automatic, you get all these things, but if you don't get it, it's still this price. I feel like that's kind of rude. That is kind of lame. Yeah. It's kind of like you're tricking Because it's like, well, if I don't get it, do I get a discount? I don't get a discount. So I might as well get all this stuff. I might as well just get it, even though I didn't want it. Exactly. It's kind of like Comcast. Comcast. I mean, I got Xfinity. Is that Comcast? Yeah. Xfinity's lit, bro. They, I love Comcast, but guess what? Whether you have that phone on or you don't have it, it's same thing. It's still the same thing. They make you get a phone. That's if you don't get a phone, they make your bill higher. That's stupid. If I only got two services, why do I when I get three it goes cheaper? Because y'all want me to have a landline. Yeah. I don't need no damn landline. I pay two hundred for my cell phone bill. Forget that cell phone, girl. Shoot, I done moved to T-Mobile. Now I'm good. Oh, I got, had Sprint. Oh, you're tripping. Yeah, Sprint was tripping. They were giving me iPhones every year. I was excited. Oh, you had that little iPhone contract? Yeah, yeah. It was great until one year my bill went from 600 to 1200 in one month. That's not cool. And nobody could explain it to me. And I was like, guys, before when it was 200 to 400 I could bounce. I was good with it. I could I could make it work. But when then was, I had, was this recent? Yeah. I had six lines and it was 600 And I was like, cool. And yeah. then it jumped to twelve, And I was like, hey, I can't pay this. You got a smart son, don't you? Hmm? You got a smart son? Yes, I do. That boy wouldn't buy an app. <laughs> you wouldn't buy that boy about six hundred dollars worth of apps? Hmm? No. <laughs> he didn't buy six hundred dollars worth of apps. No, I had six lines on my um, okay. plan. Oh no. Oh no no. He bought two hundred dollars <laughs> worth of stuff on PlayStation Network one time. And I called those people so fast and cussed them out and scared yeah. them. They were like, We'll refund everything. Yeah, I was like, Thank hilarious. you. Thank you. 
Because no, he's he, a genius. Because I'm about to say, he looked like he he's was probably, weird, he knows he can go buy a bunch of, like, he probably knows like, what to do to go buy it. Like, you know my proudest mom moment? He came to me one day, he's like, Mom, I need paper. I need a lot of paper. I was like, why? What are you, what are you doing? What, are you, what? What do you need? He's like, no, Mom, I need paper. Why do you need paper, paper? Jordan? Well, Mom, I gotta make comic books. I was like, okay. He's like, I want to make comic books, but I have to make enough comic books for a store so that way I can have a store and then I can make money and have a comic book store but I would only sell my comics so it's my money. I was like, but you're seven. This is so beautiful. You see what you're starting, right? I was like, he literally took what his dad does which is make cartoons and and, and animated videos and animations and voices and everything. He literally took his dad's storytelling and took my whole business savvy of having storefronts and having employees and making my own shit and he said, I'm going to make a comic book store. That nigga's seven. That's my motherfucking nigga. Seven years old trying to get to the money. My nigga cool. With comic books, no less. With comic books. You His ain't own se- comic books. You ain't selling sneakers. Right. You ain't selling video games. You're not flipping Jordans. You're not flipping J's. You're trying to make comic books. You're not books. selling hookah pins and shit. Fucking you want jewel, to make... Jewel pods and shit right. like that. Exactly. See, look. I wonder why. I mean, you got great examples. Keep being a great example. I try. So, Miss Mommy, mm. what's for the future of Ice and Curls? What are we looking forward to? So, the goal is franchising. Mm. Because I You own a Curls. You own a Curls. Facts. Okay. Because it only costs but so much to open a hair salon in the first place. Mm. And I'm not trying to hold the hand of every single shop that opens every single year. Although it's great, it's very good to say that I, I was able to open 10 hair salons by myself. Mm. I'm still only one person. I still don't have a partner. Mm. So it, it it's a lot. It takes away from my family. Like I said, I'm gonna have kids. Yeah. I don't mean like one more. Yeah. I'm kids talking about like several. You want a basketball team? Like an Astro Man amount of kids. Oh, a football team. I'm trying to have kids. Oh. Like I'm Star- African. Like in my Oh in my yeah, duh. What am I talking about? I need babies. Thirteen brothers. And so and like right. So like yeah. there's a seven year gap here, and I'm starting to feel like he's gonna grow up to be a weirdo because he doesn't have siblings. I understand. I need. I, kids. I understand the concern. Facts. So I'm trying to get that popping, like. Yes. Immediately. I mean, you got. The, it's not like you. You got. You got shit to fall back on. So you got yeah. resources. It's time. I said I could find a sperm donor. Yeah. You met half of Gwinnett County. They were ready to get me pregnant. It's weird. Apparently. It's really weird. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, look, you got money from what they've been. Allegedly. Allegedly. I have. Allegedly. I have the very <laughs> you, got your, you got your shop. You got your. This, really you got your that. Allegedly. Paying bills. Let these That's people. What I'm so, so let these people know that it might not be all the glamorous world. Yeah. No, I'm not rich. Let's. Please stop. If y'all think I'm rich, we can look for the money together. I am not rich. Where? In my couch cushions. <laughs> I found twenty dollars under my seat. Well, you're rich. You just might not be with things you can spend. There we go. I'll say I have very high income, but I also have very high expenses. Mm. So if I could figure out a way to bring down my expenses, oh yeah, I'm rich. We good. Give me like a year. I should easily have like a hundred grand stacked up. But until these expenses go down. I because mean, I'm the sole owner, if anything happens to any shop, it is out of my pocket, then it must be fixed. They run out of toilet paper, that's in my pocket. The building burns down, that's out of my pocket and my insurance. Like, it's just me. There's nobody so it's else. not There's just, no big it's corporation. Not just cashing out all the time. No, absolutely it, not. It costs, it costs to be the boss pretty much. It really does. So, with all your experience, all your wins, all your losses, with owning this business right now, mm-hmm. With having this shop right now, mm-hmm. with as much as you said you have to juggle, 
is it worth it? It's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Give me a reason. Give me give me three reasons why it's worth it. It is worth it because I've been able to help people open up shops who have worked for me. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. I don't want them to work for me forever. I want them to grow. So I've helped three other girls go open their own shops. And I think that like work with you too. Yes, I think that is amazing. Um, Every year we do a back to school program. We do hair for free for five hours the weekend before back to school. Community service. No shops do it. Because that's literally our money weekend and our last money weekend before it goes dead. Yeah. And we do hair for free. That's crazy. For five hours. And that's probably why people come back too. Facts. Yeah. Because they remember that. Even if they don't get service, they remember. Yeah. And then I like that I've created a space for stylists to be themselves. A lot of times stylists will go to other shops and the owners are money hungry. It's very hard to make money from shops. Shops are essentially like having a five-bedroom apartment and renting it out to five of your closest friends. You're never going to make more on the rent than what the rent is. Mm-hmm. So with shops, it's almost a little bit like that. It's very hard to make more than what the rent is. So unless you're like money hungry and crazy, then you don't really turn that much of a crazy profit. Unless you're just going crazy with the customers. Exactly. Well, even then, sometimes you still don't. If someone pays booth rent, that they money only is pay. They pay the rent. That's and it. Everything else is capped. Yeah. Mm. Right. So. Unless you're working in the booth. Exactly. Okay. So, my goal with my shops isn't the money, isn't the grand gestures and balling out and going to the strip clubs. And the point of my shops is to help people grow, to help my community, and to give a clean, good workspace for people to get their hair done and feel at home. And for styles to feel like, I can come to work here. My boss isn't going to get on my nerves. She's not going to be over my shoulder inspecting my work while I'm growing and figuring myself out. And she's not counting my every single dollar. That's an important way to feel, though. It matters. Com- comfortability matters because once people are comfortable, not only with you, but at work, I feel like you get the most out of them. Mm-hmm. And then you get the most out of everybody. We get the most money we possibly can. So, I mean, and I'm not saying you boil it down to money, but yeah. in my head, I'm like, once you, once you don't put the emphasis on the money, that money's going to come because everybody's going to be worried about other things. Which And I also make sure my shops are something that I can afford no matter what happens. That's the one mistake I made with Sugarloaf. Sugarloaf, I could not float that by myself. That was not a thing. But all my other shops, those were all shops I could make the rent for them in a weekend. So that's the goal. Yeah. Having something that you can afford first and foremost. Yes. That way, no matter what happens, if I lose everybody, if it's packed out in here, it is always good. We're always fine. Hey, look, man. Everybody needs stability, bro. What? Everybody needs stability. Yeah. Because, I mean... You don't have nothing to fall back on. You're almost doing this for nothing. Exactly. I mean, you're not doing it for nothing, but you're living fast. For no reason. Dying young. You don't want that. No. So let me ask you. For people who have advice out there, for the men and women who want to do hair, mm-hmm. or maybe... Cut hair. or Cut hair, or maybe own a business. Right. What advice would you give them? It's possible. Do not stop yourself. Do not be doubtful because you're scared and you feel like it's a lot, or someone tells you it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of money over time. It's a lot to do over time. It takes one step. Go to your local government offices and find out how to get a license. Mm -hmm. Put what you have to do to get the license on a board somewhere and knock out one step at a time. One day or one week at a time. You do not have to do it all within one hour. That's what a lot of people don't realize. They're like, oh, it's so much. It's so much money. Do one thing every paycheck. By the end of the year... You're more likely to have your business license and business plan put together and probably a couple of investors who have been watching you and paying attention the whole time. Ask your local drug dealers. 
they need something to put their money into. That's <laughs> your local scam artists. They love cleaning their money and putting their money into stuff. They don't want to keep living off that money. They want their money to accumulate. You'd be really surprised who will give you money besides your mom, dad, and the bank. So be resourceful. Be resourceful. And relax. It can be done. I'm not an amazing, different person. I, I'm slightly annoying, but... That helps the business. It helps the business. That persistence is really key. Because my first shop, no one had ever told me how to get a license or do any of that stuff. My mom worked at home. Mm-hmm. So I went into my local office and I was annoying. I was like, hey, sorry, I'm going to open a shop and I don't know what to do. What do I do? Well, what's that? Well, why do I need that? Well, how much does it cost? Okay, cool. So now what? Now what do I do? Now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And then how do I get that? <laughs> and then what? And from where? And so on and so forth. I was aggravating to that lady. She's one of my good friends now. But you got to know what you got to know, though. Yeah, because no one's going to teach you. And especially in the black community, nobody knows. Yeah, I think a lot of us don't really know. Everybody thinks I'm some magical unicorn because I opened the shop. I mean... I just went and got public information. Hey, look, bro. And we didn't even come from, like, struggling. Property or nothing. Yeah. We lived in Gwinnett. We lived in Gwinnett. But it's like... Even then, that says a lot about the black about the black community. We lived in a we came up pretty good. Yeah, I would say. But everyone around us didn't have their own businesses. Everyone's no mom one, had good jobs. Yeah, that was in a federal job. No one yeah, had their own spot. Yeah, it's still not taught really like that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't blame any of our parents and them like that because no. I mean, shit, they probably weren't taught. You know what exactly. I'm saying? So they can't teach us what they don't know. I would say that they. I think our parents showed us like, hey, look, you could do this though. You could do something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like how your mom, she didn't have her own shop, but she had her own business. She's she working did. from home. You know what I mean? She's still doing it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think maybe your background, how you were raised. I think and, being African helped a lot. You think that helped a lot? Yeah. Ah, shit, I think so too. Yeah, I had severe discipline. I think so too. Like I don't feel inclined to sleep in bed all day. I can, but I struggle highly with doing it. I actually have to be legit dog tired to stay in the bed. Otherwise, I'll get up and just start doing random stuff. What would you say to somebody who's not self-motivated? Ooh, that's hard. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a lot of us. It's shit. That's me. I'm not very self-motivated. I, I have just, a podcast and I don't. Hey, you got a shop and I don't. So. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Luckily, I do know I'll that. I'll say, you have a voice and I don't. I wish I had a voice. Well, I got a voice. You got a voice. Yeah. Boom, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> luckily, I'm not very self motivated. I just know that you gotta get up and do some shit. You, yeah. you know what I mean? You can't be sitting there all day. You gotta yeah. figure something out. It's for just tough less, to do that. For the less self motivated, my recommendation would be to make your life harder. How so? So, I'm not deeply religious or anything, but I've heard that when God makes you uncomfortable, it's because you're not supposed to be in that position. Mm. Right? Mm, I've heard that. Right. So, say you stay at home with your daughter and you play video games all day. You're comfortable. You're fine. Everything's fine, relatively, surface-wise. Surface-wise. Get deep in. You're like, damn, I don't really have nothing. Damn, I can't just go out and go buy something because I don't have a job. Damn, I can't take my daughter to the park because I don't have a car because I don't have a job because I didn't make money. Mm. Put the game down. And wallow in that for a little bit. Now, that can go one of two ways. Depends on how strong you are. You could either A... Put you into a hole of depression and then you gotta climb yourself out and that's really deep. Or B, you might be like, well, I'm gonna go do some random Lyft driving or something. Let me go rent a car from Lyft. Now you're making money with Lyft. Now you're like, mm, I could have got a minimum wage job and made more money that way instead. 
because you're uncomfortable driving left. So then you get your minimum wage job. Minimum wage kind of sucks. You're uncomfortable there. So then you choose to move up even more. Mm. And so on and so forth. Never get comfortable pretty much. Never get comfortable. That's really good advice, actually. That I actually recently kind of started implementing it myself. Like, okay. And do things that make you happy. Even yeah. if they're not initially... Profitable. Yeah. Yeah. For do real, that's a big one. That's a big you will one. go crazy. Like, I'm a certified pole instructor. Because it makes me happy. Let's go. Let's bring this full circle. Let's bring this full circle because I didn't forget about the dance. Yes. I didn't forget about that. Let's bring this all full circle now. Yes. So that's that's what you've done what in I've your done life. With dance. Yes. You know, so because it started with taking pole classes, and then I got close to the pole instructor owner, mm. and me and her. What was what? Pole instructor owner. Like she was the owner of the company for the pole instructor. Oh, okay. I'm thinking you were saying like you got close to being the owner. No, 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 no. absolutely not. <laughs> okay, I was no, no, like, no, no, what? No, no. She no, no. <laughs> I got cool with her, and then she was like, "Well, I'm gonna have auditions for teachers." And I was like, "I can dance." Auditions for teachers? Wow. They have to. Yeah. I mean, no, obviously, it's just yeah. it's just funny, not like an interview. <laughs> yeah, no, because that doesn't matter if you can talk to people. It matters if you can dance. Show me. Right. So I auditioned, and they were like, "And you've never done pole before?" Like, no. I have no core strength whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I can just move really well. And they're like, shit, we can use you. I was like, all right, great. I'll take that. Yeah, so I got certified as a pole instructor. I can, I can do stuff on the pole. Do like? Like tricks and stuff. You know, it's funny. Pole instructors are able to do more than actual Atlanta strippers. Atlanta strippers really just twerk and dance around the pole. And if they're real fancy, maybe they'll climb it. I've seen the climb and the, right. the upside down. Right, hand. that's not fancy. I've seen, oh, it's not fancy? That's not fancy. Pole instructors, I'm just like. I'm basic. Pole, there's a lot. Like that swag surfing while on the pole. That's pole instructors. Though. You guys got moves? Mm-hmm. Are there like move names? Yeah. Give me the give me the most dirtiest sounding move name oh. for pole. <laughs> give me the, most, the dirtiest pole dancing move. What we got here? The, ooh, the juicy pinstripe. The juicy pinstripe. I was thinking something like raunchy scientist. Okay, <laughs> the juicy pinstripe. Tell the tell the listeners what the juicy pinstripe is. Um it's it so, sounds terrible. I've only done it once. It's climbing to the top, I believe, and sliding down by your cooch. All right. Spiraling all the way down like all a right. pinstripe. All right. Juicy pinstripe. Juicy pinstripe. There we go. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean. Just think of like it was really so much juices on the pole. That's gross. I mean, then they got to touch it. Depending on, you could add just less friction now. Next slider on the oh, pole. Oh, that's nasty. You know, I mean. Depending on the pH, it might dry up and flake. All right, so sports. <laughs> I love Lake, the Saints. Lake. Ooh, with that, guys. Uh, I just <laughs> where can you find yourself? Where the, where the people know where they can find you? Um, online or physically? Online, physically, and spiritually. Hmm. Okay, online you can find me um, as Isatu Josette on all media platforms. That's spelled A I S S A T O U J O S E T T E. That's Institute Josette, and that's on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to look for my shops, just look up Curls with a Z, like the Microsoft font. <laughs> that's where I got the name. Curls with a Z, that's where you got it from? That's literally where I got the name. Hey, you're funny. I'm not lying. Hey, you're funny. You're I so... couldn't figure out what to name the company. <laughs> and I was like, maybe if I put it in a font, I'll figure it out. Hey, this whole time, I'm thinking like, it's that's like what, this bro, that's what I didn't even, I didn't even ask the question because I'm like, oh, curls, we're black. No. Black people here, curly. No, no, no. Microsoft Word. Curls. Hits the font. Boy. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, curls font. Yes. Type that in. 
And you will find all my locations and social media and all that stuff. It should come up without a doubt. Do you do specific type of hair or do you do all hair? All hair. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. You guys hear that? This is an inclusive environment. I say, even though there's a big black afro, we literally do do everything. Everybody, right? So don't get scared off by the fro. Yes. Everybody's cool in there, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, Isotube. You have anything to say to the listeners? Do you have any anything you want to close out on? Um, no, I'm good. I think we covered a lot. All right, yeah. We know what a juicy pinstripe is now. So hey. that's... You know, forget the other stuff and get the juicy things right. Yes. You know, whatever. Okay, Ice thank you for joining me. I thank appreciate you, for you man. Me. No, oh, 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 I do have something random. Let's get it, let's get it. Okay, so my name is Isitu, right? Mm-hmm. So me and Issa Wright have the same name. Her name's Isitu as well? Yeah, is the government name is Isitu. And she goes by Issa and I go by Aisa. Is she Isitu with no A? No. She's Isitu with an A. She same. just cut hers down differently than me. She did the Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. God damn We're it, We're from Issa. the same country and everything. God damn it, Issa. Come on, man. Yeah. Bring your roots back, girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> now, so now we can call her Issa, too. Essentially. She's and our name means love. It means favorite. And it means third wife or youngest. So love your favorite third wife. Or youngest daughter. Love. Ooh, and that's, I was, that's probably a better way to do it. Yeah. I was like, it gets real pedophilish when you explain it. It gets real weird, but I mean, I get it. I was Muhammad. My name is Muhammad's third wife, and she was like 12, and he was like 50. But she was his favorite wife, and she taught him the most, and she did the most for him, like, leader-wise. So names mean things. Names mean things. Names really mean things. I'm my dad's third youngest, and his youngest daughter. That's crazy. I'm his favorite. I'm the only one who still talks to him. And you're a leader. And I'm a leader. Fancy. Names, guys. Don't name your kids something that don't mean something. Oh, my God. What? Or name something that, don't, that means something. Or don't, have a crazy don't overly name them. Don't go for, like, Champion or Diesel. It's way too much pressure. <laughs> champion. <laughs> Feel so bad for that kid if he comes in second place. Yeah. Nah, right? Right. King. We don't even have kings over here. We got presidents. Exactly. We got to move somewhere else, buddy. <laughs> hey, so guess who ended that recording prematurely? This guy. But it's okay because all great things must come to an end sometime. And it was pretty much over with. So I hope everybody was able to take something from this, whether it be inspiration or education. If you couldn't take anything from this, Big Whoop won to fight about it. Because I think she did a great job. I think I did a great job. If you guys have any you know, concerns with the interview, maybe I could have asked more questions. Maybe I could have asked less questions. Give me some feedback. But like every other podcast, share this with your friends, share this with your enemies. But whatever you do, just don't try to take my downs because I got next. Peace.